Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. What's going on, team? Welcome back along to another week of Super Rugby AU. And today, it's not only Super Rugby AU we're going to be previewing. We've got three matches in a big day of rugby that is being dubbed already Super Saturday with, of course, the two Super Rugby AU games. And in the middle, squashed in between like a good piece of meat in a sandwich, is the North versus South game here in New Zealand as well. So we're going to have a look at all three of those games coming your way. And, of course, we couldn't do it without our special guest coming from the AU side of this conversation. Shane, welcome back yet again. Thanks for coming on for another preview show. Thanks very much, Steve. Great to be a part of tonight. Um, three big games of rugby, and I turned 32 on Saturday as well, oh. so I'm getting older. Um, now, there's a lot of things you could do on Saturday. You could um, Zoom party with Slurms McKenzie like Futurama. You could read <laughs> Eddie Jones's biography. It's great, riveting. Um, I wish he was the Wallabies coach again. Um or you can tune in to three great games of rugby. It's your choice. And we want to choose watching three great games of rugby because um, when we're at home, we know how to party. Oh, well, what can we say, Shane? But a good happy birthday for you this weekend. So I hope you have a great day. Um, getting older, we all know what that's uh, like. But, um, yeah, a good way to celebrate the birthday is by sitting down and watching some good old rugby but of course before we get into the good old rugby we have to celebrate another week of super brew success although as we look at the table it's getting close at the top i still sit number one but batman well he's come from out of nowhere to save someone's life and he stormed up the table with a yellow cap performance he's dished himself out this glorious bad boy this week batman well done for picking that up but as you can see by the table he is rocking it up to what 0.75 of a point so three quarters of a point behind my top position so as we get into these final last couple of weeks 
things are really getting close at the top of the table. So Big still sitting there in third as well, but boy, it's going to be crucial. And I'll tell you what, if Batman's going to be watching these videos, uh, he could really win or lose this here. We're going to have to pick something different to see who can come away with that title at the end of the season. So Subaru's looking superb. Shane, I think, let's think, last weekend... We didn't, no, we didn't go two out of two, did we? We went one from two from the weekend, um, but it was a decent weekend's action, wasn't it? I really enjoyed it, Steve. You know, mm. I thought the Waratahs Rebels game was the best derby game and probably the best Super Rugby game I'd seen in two years. Um, the previous one was um, the Rebels against um, the Brumbies in Canberra, which went down to the, virtually the final final. Um, bell, you know, so oh, gee, that was just excitement from start to finish and and, um, and I've got to say, you know um, the Brumbies have obviously secured that um, that final, so you know, well done to them, they're, they're minor premiers a week early and uh, um, but, oh, gee, you know, Steve to enjoy watching some really quality stuff um, come out of Super Rugby AU. They've built it up week by week, haven't they? Yep, oh, you're right. They certainly have. It's been a, a increasingly better uh, competition, as you, as you just mentioned. Um, the start was, was pretty shaky. Got a little bit of uh, slack, didn't it? But, but now it's come back, and it's it's looking pretty decent going into the business end of the season. As you say, last weekend wins for the Brumbies and the Waratahs. Uh, they ultimately kept their season alive. We talked about that in the preview last week as well. So this week... We have, I want to talk about, three, three big, big games. And we're going to be having a look at them right now. So sit back, relax, and enjoy what we've got coming up. Of course, thanks for joining us, everyone, here on my channel and, of course, on New Zealand Sports Radio. Do feel free to share this with everyone you know and who loves rugby. Um, if we can get the word out about some great shows on the channels here, um, it would be awesome if you could share that round with everyone as well. So spread the good word of some great rugby and sporting content here on the channels as well. So, Shane, let's get into it. Rebels versus Force. Um, this is huge, isn't it? For the, the Rebels, this is do or die, season on the line. I, I, would, I, I look at this game and I say, the Rebels, they should be incredibly desperate. They should be so hungry that they should just absolutely blitz this game, shouldn't they? They should. But let's go back to last, the last round in 2015. Cool, dear. Um, and... Um, the Rebels played the force, and the Rebels had one job, win. And they blew it. Uh, they blew it to the Western force. <laughs> so if there's anybody that knows how to beat this team, it's the Western force. And, um, you know, they did it in the second last round, second or third last round in twenty. 2017 as well. That, that was a doubleheader night, if I remember correctly. And obviously, the tensions between these two sides. You don't have to get involved with 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 rugby to know that these two sides don't like each other. It's it's pretty clear because of the split. And um, the force were up for it last time. It went into extra time. The rebels really need to stop this choke at the end of seasons and start finishing off games because it's happened for the last five years. Um, and let me let me go a step further here and say that 
if the Rebels can't win, then we have to have a discussion. Is it the playing list or is it the coach? And and Dave Wessels was talked up as even a potential Wallabies coach um, in late 2017, early 2018 for the future. Um, and he hasn't got that result with the playing list he's got. And Brett mentioned that last week when we were on air. So, you know, we've just got to... We've just got to see because the force, they've they've really tried. They've got close in a couple of games. They've actually played some really good rugby at times. And no better way to finish off against your bitter rivals. Um, yeah, it's got to be a good game, Steve. And the three o'clock kickoff, traditional point of rugby, love it. Yeah, you're right about that. And the McDonald Jones Stadium. So another new stadium that we've not really seen the competition or, you know, in the limelight of Super Rugby either. So that's going to be good to see those um, those sort of places, new places uh, for rugby to come out. But yeah, you're right. It's the ultimate banana skin. This is, it's just, it was written in the stars, wasn't it? The Western Force, we always knew they were going to have some big impact in this game uh, or in this tournament, I should say, whether it be you know, upsetting a, a big favourite or whether it's going to be, you know, doing something that really just throw someone's season into turmoil they were going to have a pivotal part and we're always going to look back on Super Rugby AU whether it happens again or not regardless we're always going to look back and the force were always going to have some say to remember them by in this season I think whether they win or lose this game it's always going to be we'll look back at 2020 and Super Rugby AU and say remember that game the Rebels against the force to decide who would make those playoffs that is going to be one I think we're going to remember hopefully it is a good game to go with it as well the teams for this matchup, the opening game of the weekend, there's some interesting names here for the Rebels as well. You might want to make a comment for, especially in that back line, a lot of changes um, in there. But starting off the front row, Cameron Orr, Jordan Ulysses and Jermaine Ainsley are the uh, front rows. In the second row, it's Matt Phillip and Trevor Hosea. The back row is Michael Wells, Richard Hardwick and Isanaisa Rani. Number nine, James Tuttle gets a rare start for him at scrum half. And Matt Tamua moves back inside now. He's the number 10 jumper again. Billy Meeks comes yeah. into 12. Reese Hodges with him at 13. It is uh, Cora Betty, of course, on the left wing. But Tom Pincus on the right. Another new name. But, of course, fullbacks. The one we're all going to be talking about, isn't it, Shane? Dane Halep-Petty. He's back. And he's back in his favourite role. Well, that's a relief because he's a Wallabies fullback. And he's... I think the best fullback in Australia. Um, so um, he's he's a welcome addition. I know I've been harping on with Billy Meeks, mate. This is your last chance. Um, you know, if I was the Melbourne Rebels coach, I'd be having that conversation with you. You haven't really performed up to standard, um, in my opinion. Um, and you're a Wallaby too. You should, if you're a Wallaby on a team list. You should be performing constantly every week. Um, Tamua at 10. Um, so obviously they're still deciding, you know, where where's he fit in this Melbourne Rebel structure? They should know that by now. He's a very experienced senior player. You know, stop fiddling around and make a decision there. Um, Hodge obviously is a natural 13, so... So there's there's an important um, cog there. Hopefully, you know, but you really need that backline to fire up and score some tries, um, and you really need to put that for and against 
which is only very, very uh, about a point in it between the Waratahs and the Rebels. Um, you've got to make sure that you're well above that plus two line at the end of the night. Yeah, they need that result by four points. That's the big, big margin. Um, yeah, I mean, there's still a pretty big possibility they could only win it by two or three, isn't there? So it's, it's not all done and dusted, win or lose uh, for the Rebels. They've still got to perform and, and win by, you know, by standards this year. Five points or four points is, you know, is a, is a decent win. It's not a, a given that you're going to win by that sort of margin as well. I think they, they've got some good players off the bench. One man I've been impressed by this season, Brad Wilkin, um, is back to the bench this week. I think he adds a lot to the team. I'd have him starting for mine. I think he's a really impactful player, a really good uh, back rower who can um, disrupt and turn over the ball quite a bit. So he's been a more impressive guy. I think when he does come on later on, he's going to be one to look out for. Up against him, though, the Western Force. Oh, the Western Force. What can they do? It's exciting, isn't it? Because you know, like you've already talked about, this is a team that could do the unthinkable. And their side... Oh, just about up there with the best that they could possibly put on the field as well. Looking through their team. In the front row again, Pete Cowan, Andrew Reddy, and Kieran Longbottom. At the front, Jeremy Thrush and Ollie Atkins. Who I think has been, you know, for an older player as well, Atkins, but I think an unknown sort of guy has come along quite nicely here at the force. Uh, Fergus Lee Warner, Bernard Stander, and Henry Stowers almost got that back row back. Uh, Ferris is still... Out as well, so unfortunately for him, they don't get that full combination back. But still, I think Lee Warren has been quite a versatile, outstanding player um, in that second row and back row for the force. Ian Pryor and John O'Lance back together again, 9 and 10. Uh, Henry Tifu and Kyle Godwin into that midfield. Marcel Braki's on the left wing, and Byron Rolston, the try scoring extraordinaire, is on the right back again. And Jack McGregor, another man I think is a good attacking threat in that force mold of how they play. In rapid rugby sort of styles. Exciting, try scoring, maybe not 80 minute players, but still have the ability to put points on the board, and that creates pressure, doesn't it? Yeah, they sure can. Um, and, you know, what? They can do this. They, they, they've proven they can pull off some upsets, and, um, you know, they're, they're, I call them the blue collar side for a good reason, because. Just like the, the labourer on the, you know, doing the concrete pour, they keep tuning into that concrete until they get it in there. And, and you know, I really, with the force, they, all, they try and they give 100%. And with a grudge match like they play against the Rebels, if they can keep the cohesiveness of their team together, they can beat a team of individuals, which the Rebels can be at times. Now, there's a bloke called John O'Lance on that side. Very, very experienced 10. It's time to stop being so static like your radio, Jono, and direct those forwards and back line um, to, 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 to get the forward movement, get the dynamic movement, and, and start getting those points and getting into opportunities where you can boot penalties. Nothing kills the Rebels like ill-discipline. Hmm. So so if you play that sort of rugby and, and get stuck in, um, you know, you can take it from there. So it's, it's really in the Western Forces court, but it's also in the Rebels court as well. Win, win well, you play finals for once. Lose... 
and you'll keep that chokers tag that we have um that the, the rugby community has given you and surely there will be an assessment on whether dave wessels is the right man forward and perhaps half that playing list as well yeah it's an interesting thing you talked earlier about the recent closeness or as recent as you can get with the western force uh, but the last 10 matches between these two sides dating back goodness me years and years back to 2011 uh, was the earliest one in the last 10. But out of all those games, only one has been by more than 10 points, or more than 9 points. So only one has been in double-digit victories, and that was way back when the Force actually thrashed the Rebels 32-7 in 2014. Other than that, every game has been by, what, there's three by one point, there's a couple by seven, a couple by six, a couple by fives, there's some twos and threes. It's going to be close. These two teams just don't play blowout rugby um and they're both going to be pretty committed this is a big chance for the force to say we should have been the one kept this is you know like talk about that big grudge match the one against the rebels this is one they want and to be that banana skin to ruin their season to end their season it would be the ultimate icing on the cake uh, for the western force so after all that talk beating up the force saying how the possibility of them winning could be a, a dream worthy thing are you going to back them to get the job done no, uh, I'm going to, to go with the Bulls by five. Mm-hmm. But I think it'll be like these games, uh, a lot of fire, a lot of passion, you know, and and very close. Yeah, I'm agreeing. I'm going Rebels as well. I'm going to Rebels by 11 points. I think it's going to be close, tight, but it's going to come that last 20 minutes. The force just can't play a final 20 minutes, and it's been the, the stumbling block all season long. They, if they can sort that out, they could be a team that actually would pick up victories in this competition. I think that the players are good enough. It's just that full committed performance of the whole 80 minutes of the game. That is matchup number one, done and dusted, and in order of how they will be playing out is how we're going to preview them as well. So we've just done that. Our 3 p.m. Australia kickoff or our 5 p.m. Um, New, Zealand, New Zealand kickoff for us here. That moves on to our 5 o'clock slash 7 o'clock game that is the North versus South New Zealand. I guess it is a derby match of some sorts, isn't it? Between these two, well, I guess makeshift sort of... To me, this is this is an all-black trial. This, this is a, a, a probables versus possibles, that sort of story thing, except they've kind of mixed it up to make it a bit more um, regional, I guess, to try and get the interest in the people back in that sort of way again. So it, it should still be interesting. I think it's going to bring a bit of excitement. Uh, but how have you made of this game over on your side of the ditch, Shane? This is something that hasn't been played in a while in New Zealand. So whoever's come up with, what a great time to see who's who's in and who might be out and who's, who's teetering around that test match level. And no better way than pitting the two islands, um, north and south, together for a game in Wellington. I believe it's going to be played, mm-hmm. isn't it, Stephen? That's correct. Um, um, so the capital, right in the middle, is hosting the two islands together. So um, what we're going to expect from this game is pure New Zealand rugby. And, um, you know, it's going to be fast. It's going to be physical. Um, players are 
are going to want to impress Ian Foster, the All Blacks coach. And I think, you know, as Ian Foster's a good Waikato man, it will take no BS. So, um, and and, I, and and it's it's that both sides are almost evenly matched. Um, you know, people you would expect playing for South are playing for North. <laughs> people that you expect playing for North are playing for South because of the the origin um, based rules that that they have there. Um, so. Um, pardon my surprise, perhaps Anton Lynn Brown with, with South. Um, obviously, we all know that D-Mac plays for, for the Chiefs, but he he was uh, born in Invercargill. So, you know, there's going to be a lot of hopefully debate about who should be playing for who. But, um, but most importantly, um, it's this is exciting. This is a concept that I believe should happen in Australian rugby with New South Wales and Queensland. And we're not talking about the Waratahs and Reds here. We're talking about um, an interstate game as well as you you having your franchise of the Waratahs and Reds. So let's, let's really enjoy this. And it's great to have a New Zealand game in the middle of two Aussie games. Um, and, and, this for me is a real main event. It is. It has a potential to be an absolute cracker of a matchup. And you like you said, some things are a bit weird, uh, but it does of course come down to whether they're given their first professional opportunity to play rugby. So when you look out there and you see Brad Weber running for the South, knowing he's a chief and he's been a chief forever from the Waikato, that's not where he played his original professional game um, firstly. So that that's where it's all decided down by. But all in all, I think they're pretty well... Um, situated to where they are from, like you say, you get the odd couple like Weber, like McKenzie, um, who aren't from originally where they're from. But alas, uh, that's how we're going with it. And it's still going to make an interesting matchup. We'll go through the lineups here, and I'll, I'll get you pick out where you think this game could be won and lost, where the big matchups you're finding are here through these two sides. So starting with the north, and starting with the big boys in the front row, Carl Tuinafuaki is at loose end. Asafa Almua is starting at hooker, which is Great, interesting, but great. Offer tying a fussy on the tight end side. Patrick Tuiploto, I think the man of Super Rugby Aotearoa. He's been the biggest improver. He's been an absolute standout. And Tupavai, a guy who's come from nowhere at the Chiefs, really stormed onto the scene. Now look at the position he is in as well. A massive, massive, massive back row for the North. Akiriuani at six, Adi Savia at seven, and Hoskins Satutu at number eight. Oh, that is mouth-watering. TJ Perinara gets the nod over Aaron Smith at scrum half. He'll sit on the bench instead. Will Smith, Bowden Barrett will get the chance at 10. I guess it brings back that old Hurricanes connection, doesn't it, between that 9 and 10. Anton in the brown at 12. Rico Ioane at 13. Caleb Clark on the left wing. Sevi Reese, yes, the Crusader, but he was originally from the north as his first chance. He's on the right wing. And Damien McKenzie at fullback. For the south on the other side, it is pretty much the Crusaders with a few others mixed in there as well. Joe Moody, Cody Taylor, and the Chief Nipo Laulala on in the front row. That's the tight head side for Nipo. Sam Wylock and Mitchell Dunshay, again, Crusaders, second row partnership. we got a Highlander, Shannon Frizzell at six, Tom Christie and Tom Sanders. The Crusaders take over again. Brad Weber, we get a Chief in there, and he'll partner Richie Moanga, the Crusader. That's pretty obvious where all the born and bred you know, talent comes from in the South Island, isn't it? The midfield of Jack Goodhue, Brad Nenor, left wing, George Bridge, right wing, Will Jordan, and at fullback is Geordie Barrett. 
Boy, a lot of Crusaders in that team, isn't there, from the south. But like I said, where's the big matchups here? I'm excited about that back row clash, but where are you really looking forward to seeing these two teams clash at? Well, the back lines are very even. And so I think you'll you'll see the attacking rugby sparks there. But I think this game's going to be won in the forwards. If the forwards can do their work and um, and keep their discipline as well as their fitness levels up, I think that that will create the opportunities for the backs. I'm really excited about that that north that that north back row. You know, oh my goodness, you, <laughs> it's it's monstrous. So look out! I, I love watching those boys play because they play some really great rugby. I, I love the fact that the back lines are so even. Or oh, you know, picking a winner has been hard and. Picking a side even has been hard because I I love both of these areas of New Zealand from my travels there. Um, but, yeah, I think it's just the game is going to be won in the forwards, I think, Stephen, because the back lines will do their work anyway if the forwards can, can lead a platform. You know what I find really interesting about these two teams is that the Crusader-like part of the South team. So you've got a lot of hard-working forwards that do not the the exciting big monstrous stuff like the North Island or the North forwards do. So you're looking at Almua. He's a ball runner. He loves to get out. He loves to run. He loves to run people over. Uh, to he's a bit of a 50-50. He's a hard worker. He's a grinder more than he used to be. I'll give him the nod that he will do the hard yards. But um, Ioani, Sevilla, Satutu, Love to run people over. Love to get ball in hand. Love to do that sort of thing. You're up against Sam Whitelock, a worker. Dunshay, a worker. Christie, Sanders, workers. You've got big players in there. You know, four of your back five players who are going to just win your ball. They're going to secure their own ball. They're going to clean rucks. They're going to make tackles. They're going to do those things. Yes, they might not get you uh, five metres every you know short charge to a front runner off a ruck. But they are going to secure your ball. You're going to get quick ball. You're going to get good ball. And that is Crusader Rugby. Shannon Frizzell is really the only, you know, sort of flashy back rower that's going to charge through. Uh, so he's going to be a bit under pressure. He's going to have a lot of work in front of him as well against, you know, that, that similar sort of player that the North have in spades on the other side. But, yeah, the back row. Uh, sorry, the back line. Exciting. Big difference for me in these back rows will be continuity. You've got pretty much... Um, Bar Geordie Barrett, you've got a Crusaders backline that have played all season long. Yeah, Brad Weber, okay, he'll chuck it out to Richie Moanga, and then you just Crusaders all over the place. You just Crusaders everywhere, and Geordie Barrett doesn't play with rules. Geordie Barrett plays his own game. We've seen it at the Hurricanes, it's Geordie Barrett's game, and you just follow him. Uh, Crusaders players are smart enough to know when you've got an X Factor guy like Geordie Barrett who will come in and take over roles, they'll just feed off him. I think the smarts in that backline and that continuity is going to be key against a team that obviously doesn't have that on their side. For this one-off sort of fixture like that, things like this can be really, really crucially a big, big difference maker. So that's a couple of little aspects I'm looking at. The pack battle, like the scrums, the set piece, uh, take your pick. I, I don't think anyone's going to really dominate one over the other. It's two very, very good packs. Two very, very good line-out exponent players in there. The throwers, Amua, big show. Can he step up to the plate? This is, you know, 
one of his biggest matches, I'd say, of his little young career so far. So, yeah, big pressure on this game. Well, I think it could be really close, really tight, really exciting. And I hope they play with that kind of uh, outgoing, flamboyant sort of style that we kind of seen with the Hurricanes Highlanders game, that last match of uh, Super Rugby Aotearoa. They, that exciting sort of rugby. This is the game that I think players can thrive. Hopefully it's good weather and hopefully it should be you know, exciting and fun and, and fast-paced uh, rugby for us to tune into as well in between those AU games. But it's hard to pick, Shane. It's really tough to pick. I, I thought about it before and I'm, I'm kind of still torn, but you're, you're set. Your mind is made up. What side? Are you, are you sliding down south with us here or are you going up to the big shots, hot shots up north? I love New Zealand. Um, my decision is going to split one camp or the other. <laughs> um, I think it's that green, green grass of Southland that I, I loved <laughs> when I was down there. And I'm going for the South by penalty goal. I oh, think it's going to be really, really a great night and a celebration of rugby. Now, as I understand it, I don't think crowds are permitted for this game, Steve. Yeah, that's right. So it's, it's going to be in front of an empty shed, but um, it's still going to be the players that I have no doubt. The 46 players that are selected, the 23 on either side, are going to entertain you. I can assure you, I know that it's going to be a game um, where, unfortunately, due to the circumstances, and understandably so, the crowds can't come. But I can assure you, as a rugby fan, and, and I know that rugby fans are out there all over the world that are going to be watching this, and credit to the team at Fox Sports and KO. Um, they are going to show this game for, for us in Australia as well. Those players are going to do what they do best, and that is entertain you. And picking a winner here has been never been so hard. I love New Zealand, and there's been... I love the North Island. I love the South. I've visited both, and the people there are magnificent. But it is the green, green grass of Southland that has seen me pick um, the South by a penalty goal in this game. So let's go out there, get a, get a, get amongst your television screens, and tune in to what I believe will be the game of of our Super Saturday. Oh, big ball calls! I my prediction was exactly the same. I, I had to stay local to the to, you know the boys to, to where I'm from. I'm from the south. Always have been um, the south of the south, albeit. But yeah, my margin was three as well. So um, I think it's going to be close. It's going to be tight. But we're going to see tries. We're going to see tries. Going to see line breaks. Going to see excitement um, and a real yeah, like I say, festival of rugby um, on a festival of rugby day as we go through all, all three of these matches. So we've, we've agreed on the margin, we've agreed on the, the predictions as well. Um, I've got a friend supporting the South. Let's go Crusaders plus a couple to get the job done. That's what I like about it. Okay, let's move into our final game, which sees your boys, the Reds, in action up against the Brumbies. Ah, what's on this game? Jane, there's nothing here. Do you see these two teams like kind of putting out, not, not B teams, but kind of just going out for the sake of going out, knowing that especially the Reds, they've got to contain because they've got to play next week, regardless of what happens here this weekend. They've got to play next week um, in that playoff game versus will be at the Waratahs or the Rebels. They can't afford players, key players get injured. There's nothing here for them to gain. And for the Brumbies, 
effectively they got that week off as well. So not much on. Do you expect these teams are going to rotate, give some guys a chance, uh, just look to, to make their way through unscathed, regardless of result, just make it to next week with um, no one in the hospital, effectively? Yeah, what a good time to test out the depth. Now, I haven't seen the lineups in full yet, but I've got to say it's 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 never been a probably a better time to test out the depth. Or if you are the coach of either side, you can say, "Well, let's go out and make a give a give a preview of what you might expect in in a couple of weeks' time." So you can also look at it that way as well. Um, six at one, half a dozen at the other. So either way, there'll be still some plenty of, plenty of quality players on both sides to watch. And I have noticed um, reading today that Bailey Kunzel, the, the number 10 for the Brumbies, has um, signed a new contract. So well done to him. He's, he's proven himself over the, the Super Rugby AU season to, to have um, impressed his coaching staff um, to give him another chance for, for I think another couple of years. So, um, so we're seeing a lot of new generation players come in and we've seen a lot of the um, senior players start to, to lead the way as well. So um, yeah, look, the, these games are always interesting because um, the last few years when the Brumbies have come to Suncorp, the Reds have got the job done. Um, when the Reds go to Canberra, well, it's a different story altogether. So um, it's been one all over the last few years with, with these two. So um, I'm expecting a, a decent game out of this. It's interesting you talked about that at the start there. I wrote in a preview to this before I seen the teams announced. I thought surely, you know, key guys like the Reds, James O'Connor will get will get rest. You know, guys that have played all season, been key parts. They need them for that knockout game. Well, if what you said is is dead right, you, they're going to go out and they're going to give a preview for what could possibly be the final because both teams have named pretty much the best team they can name. So they're going out to make a statement. And it seems like neither side really wants to lose this matchup. So here is the teams for you, Shane. We'll get you up to date with the starting 15s and even a couple of extras here that I know you'll be interested in as well, especially for the Reds team. Uh, starting off with them, of course, in the front row, Harry Hooper starts to lose head. Bring the Brendan Paingamosa at hooker. And Italiana Tupo, yep, he's still there as well. Angus Blythe, Lucan Salakai Loto in the second row. Liam Wright, Fraser McWright, Harry Wilson. No resting going on in that pack at all, is there? None at all. Tate McDermott, James O'Connor. That's your A game. That's your A team doing the job. Hamish Stewart and John Pattaya into that midfield now. We're seeing him go back to what is traditionally his favourite position. But there's a good reason why. Filippo Dalgunu still on the left wing. But Chris Fiawi Sortia is back from injury. So he slots onto that wing. And Jock Campbell is at fullback. So, yeah, a few guys returning there. A Fiawi Sortia is one. But I know one you'll be moving more interested in, interested in Shane, is Hunter Paisami. Back on the bench, ready to go yet again for the Reds. That's big news having those guys back, isn't it? Oh, exciting to hear that Hunter's back on that bench. Um, I've really enjoyed watching him play. I cannot wait in seasons to come. If Jordan Pattaya is fit and Hunter is is ready to go, just what damage that that could do to other sides. 
those two boys. I love watching them play. Um, and, 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 you know, it's really great to see O'Connor um, step up in that 10 role. And, and, it's, and Tate McDermott become a live wire. And Hamish Stewart, he probably wasn't quite a 10 or a 15, but he's actually played pretty well in that 12 role. A solid 12, not a, not um, you know, to the, the level of a, a Timmy Horan or anything like that. But he's found a useful, um, they found a useful position where he can work into that game and, and made as a Reds fan, I'm proud of him. That's the bias over. Um, <laughs> but it'll be interesting to see what the Brumbies are going to put up um, because we all know, we all know, as we found out last time, only a few weeks back, you kind of have to play 82 or 83 minutes mm. to beat the Brumbies, not 80. Um and the, the same applies, obviously, to the Crusaders in New Zealand. So um, the, the Reds might have to get ready to play three or four minutes e- either side of the halves. Yep. Um, I, I like we said, uh, Hamish Stewart, I think, has really um, grown into a role that he doesn't have the full pressure of the team on his shoulders. He can play a sort of a freedom role. If he needs to kick, he can kick. If he needs to run, he can run. He doesn't have that weight. The weight's on O'Connor, who who's matured eventually. He finally did it, but he has done it, and he's become a, a, a solid little player who can take the pressure of the game and allow players like Stewart, I think, to give a bit more freedom to play their own game as well. You talked about the Brumbies. You're interested to see what the team they've named? Let's go through it. Okay, Scott Sego, Falau Fuanga, Alan Alalatoa, no resting that front row either. Darcy Swain and Caden Neville in the second row. Va- Rob Valentini, Will Miller, and Pete Samu, uh, the back row. So, again, a very strong pack. There's there's no punches being pulled here at all. Into the back line. Nick White starts at scrum half, and Bailey Kunzel is there like you talked about. He starts at 10 yet again. All right, Simone, Simone starts at 12. Tavita Kurundrani comes back in. So the Solomon Akata idea or trial is, is cut. Kurundrani comes back. Tom Wright's on the left wing. Andy Muir here on the right, Tom Banks at fullback. Uh, it's a Brumbies, it's full strength. Uh, they're, they're not letting this one go, are they? They want another W. Yeah, and that takes them into good stead for the final. Um, and the, this is, um, and I haven't obviously seen the bench, but I dare say probably Joe Powell will be the reserve scrum half. No, Lonergan is. Lonergan is, well... Mm. There we go. I was hoping it would have been, um, from an unbiased point of view, um, Powell and White, the two Wallabies in tandem, because you you get about 65, six, you know, 55, 60 minutes of Nick White, and then you get, say, 20 to 25 minutes of Joe Powell with his explosive running out of, running out of, um, out of scrum half and running the footy and, and, and the, the passing games pretty similar between the two so um you know the brumbies have clearly put aside that they they want um to steamroll um (laughs) through through the reds um the reds have obviously put in a side that that want to grind out a result for the 80 minutes uh, which we'll find out will be 83 or 84 knowing the brumbies and 
Sometimes the Reds discipline. Discipline. Discipline against the Brumbies is key to beating the Brumbies. If you don't, look out. Um, because, you know, Colts can easily break away. And, uh, um, I, but, but at the same token, if you take the Reds for granted, um, the Reds know how to play some really decent running rugby and they've worked out a way that it's not just a Fords dominated game. It's, they've worked out a way where they can use that back line really, really well and, and they can score tries and they can entertain. So, yeah, look, when I look at it, Steve, it's, it's, a, it's a great game between two great Australian franchises. Yeah, it promises a lot, doesn't it? I'll just look at the last couple of results between these two sides. Uh, both games this year have been decided. They played in January, so pre-AU Super Rugby. They played, um, and it was a 27-24 win to the Brumbies, but only three points in it. So that's how close these tides have been. Of course, a two-point difference um, last month at the start of August between them. The Brumbies obviously winning in the last minute. Or no, the last extra couple of minutes, as Shane has already alluded to, with playing those extra few minutes of the game. But yeah, no one's holding any any um, bars here. They're just going full out, full on, best team possible, full risk, looking for that full reward. The Brumbies wanting to go there... The, one loss so, so far this season. They won't want to double that going into the finals. Obviously, the big final. They're going straight there to the big dance as well. They've got a, re- a week to rest. Um, the Reds, I, I can't see if they get a couple of big injuries here. I think they could be really detrimental to their whole season um, overall. But, hey, a win over the Brumbies would be huge. Going into that for those finals, if they meet them again, what happened two weeks ago, Brumbies? They might have beaten you. So it's all that mental side of the game has to come into a big part of the play for this one. Are you backing your boys, though, to get the job done? Your Reds, up against the Brumbies, they're at home. Suncorp, the place to be. Can they win it? Yeah, they can. Um, It's just making sure and maintaining that belief and that discipline. Um, I do think that the Brumbies have been out this year um, in the original Super Rugby before we had to suspend that, as well as um, the Super Rugby AU to, to really prove that point and hammer home that they are Australia's best side. So it's it's head over heart here. I'll say the Brumbies will win it by one, but I think that... Um, I think we're really in for a, a good way to finish off the preliminary rounds of Super Rugby AU. Yeah, I've, I, my pick is exactly the same as what you just said. I've kind of gone with the, the 50-50 of the Reds, but I'll be happy because I enjoy the way the Reds play. I like this style of rugby, um, and I, I just like how they play the game. When, when they're on, they are just great to watch. I think the best Australian team to watch because they're explosive and exciting and um, I don't know if it's unpredictable, but they just express their rugby. And it's just great to see. And uh, whether that's a Brad Thorne thing, the players thing, I'm not too sure. But I just enjoy it and I like watching it. So I want to see them do well. But on the other side of things, the Brumbies are just that team. And you can tell with their lineup, they've gone out to win it. If they had rested a couple of players, then I would have thought, yeah, the Reds will just, in that match conditioning, 
Those guys are a match ready. That was going to be my big decider. Full strength, both teams. I've gone the Brumbies, but yeah, like you, very, very much like you, by just two points um, is my prediction. But hey, if the Reds win it, I'll be happy to give away that Super Rue point any day because I just enjoy that exciting Reds style of play. So that is it. That's our three big games this weekend. And we've gone with the only game having the Rebels with the victory. Then we've both gone to the south for the north-south battle coming from New Zealand, sandwiched in the middle. And then to close it off, the Brumbies, well, we've both gone head over heart with that one over the Reds to get the job done in the final game of Round Robin playing Super Rugby AU. And then next week, Shane, it is that second versus third playoff, which will it be the Waratahs? Will it be the Rebels? Well, you got to stay tuned to your rugby screens this weekend to find out what happens in that first game of our big Saturday of fixtures. That is it for the preview this week, Shane. Thanks for coming on, as per always, every single week, good sir. Anything you want to round up this preview with? Of course, we don't have to rush because we don't have the Friday night game this weekend. So we, do you want to go for another hour or... No, no, we, we should wrap this one up. Anything you want to add? Look, uh, thanks, Stephen. This is probably the weekend of rugby that we've actually really desired for a long, long time. Um... Now, I say that not just as an Australian, because two, two Aussie games are going to be played on the same day, but the North v South in the middle. Um, if you're a rugby fan and, and you know, you, you want to see three quality games, and I think we're going to actually get three back-to-back -back games, back-to-back-to-back -back games that... <laughs> that are just going to entertain you and, and, and make you think that, that this is just the greatest sport in the world. And trust me when I say it is. It is indeed. It is the best, the only sport worth watching. So make sure you dial yourself in this Saturday. Three games, as Shane said, back to back to back. Make sure you get there. Make sure you tune in. Follow us on Twitter as well. You can see our handles will be there on screen below our faces. And you'll be able to join in the conversation. We have a bit of banter going on um, during the game time as well. And, of course, I think Paul might have just maybe recovered um, from that saying that we're going to go for another hour. So he, he might be conscious now that he can actually end the stream. But uh, as always, thanks for coming on, Shane. We'll see you next week where we will preview, of course, that um, playoff game between the Reds and who? Stay tuned to find out. See you all then. Thanks, Shane. Thanks, everyone, for coming by. Make sure to share it for your rugby friends out there, and we'll see you on Saturday on social media for some big rugby action. Until then, thanks for watching, and take care. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com.